four, three, two, one. Action. Beep, 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 beep. As mentioned yesterday, guys. Uh, guys, guys, who am I speaking to? Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. Hey, guys, come. I feel like a kindergarten teacher. Okay, gather around, please, everyone. And um, we need to read a, a story now. I was at the Hot Springs. I told you. This was the cliffhanger last episode. What, what a cliff... <laughs> what a cliffhanger that is. He went to the Springs? I can't even sleep tonight wondering what he saw. No, you know what it is? People bring their their phones into the... You know, the whole... First of all, all right, let's back it up. Let's back this truck up. The Springs scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. I'm not saying the water isn't hot. It is. Everyone knows that you feel it. It is hot. But you're telling me that it's getting heated by lava. There's like magma underneath or some shit. You're telling me that the devil is has a blowtorch and he's aiming it at the surface and it's coming out right there and heating up the water. Because to me, looks like this looks like a big pool. It looks very similar to a pool. Now, I don't, I don't uh, doubt that the original, you know, when the pioneers or whoever, I don't even know that, you know, the explorers, when they came through the mountains and they saw it, I bet it was hot then, but it was probably like, you know, the size of like half a hot tub. Now it's this giant, so you know what I'm saying here, right? You know what I'm saying? You paved paradise to put up a parking lot and they paved over the hot springs to make a pool and then pretend it's still getting heated by the earth. But that's neither, that's neither here nor there. I don't, listen, here's the thing, dude. Let's be real. I don't care where the heat comes from as long as it's there because I'm a good guy. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I was in there. And like to me, the whole point of when you go into a place like that is to relax, to sit in the water, decompress, chill out. And then I look over, half the people got their phones. Why do you got to bring your phone into the hot springs, into any pool? Are you on call? Uh, unless you are a plumber or a heart surgeon or a heart surgeon who, who like moonlights as a plumber, then I get it. Cause you know, emergencies come up, a valve, a valve explodes. And if you think about the level of what I just said, a valve, because plumber and doctor hearts have valves. So do come on, man, I'm weaving it all in here. <laughs> Sorry, this is a bit erratic. Let's get back on track. So yeah, I just, I don't know. It irritated me. I see people sitting around with their phones and I'm like, man, you can't even making phones waterproof, making them robust enough to come into a place like that is the worst thing we've ever done. Cause at least back in the day, you couldn't, you couldn't do that. I mean, actually you kind of could because those original flip phones were tanks were tanks. Like those, those original Nokia flip phones, those, you could put that thing in the microwave and it would still somehow survive, but it wasn't, what I'm saying is it wasn't supposed to. And now people bring their phone into the, I see like there was a couple in there. They think about the experience of, you know, you're a couple, you're in the mountains, you get to go to the hot springs, be with each other. And the whole time, yeah, just TikToking. They're TikToking on their phone. Oh my God. I get so afraid for when they, when they eventually, which will probably be literally like next year. I swear to God, when iPhone, where are we at right now? 12 iPhone 13 is just going to be a chip that they put behind your eyeball. And then nobody is going to ever want to be in real world. Why would you ever do that? Like literally there will be a point where these cell phone chips are just in our heads. And then we have, that's the default is they're on. So we're constantly in TikTok land, in phone land. And then you have to like turn it off, make a conscious decision. 
to tune back into reality, which is boring. Boring. Who wants to look at a tree when there's 40 videos available at the touch of my fingers, people doing dances. <laughs> but I, you know what? I've actually found myself, like I get addicted to those, those, uh, the Instagram reels. And then you realize when you scroll through those for long enough, you realize just how much copycat there is. It's just like one person does one thing and then everyone recreates it. And, um, I, I mean, I don't know who I'm mad at. I'm still watching them, but anyway, yeah, everyone was in there, like half the people with their phones that irritated me. And then I have, uh, you know, I'm trying again, I'm in there to relax. I want to decompress. I want to just sit in the water and be able to think about what I want to think about, you know? And then of course, they, by the way, they only let a hundred people in. So my odds are good. I get in there. There's barely anyone. Yes. And then of course the loudest family comes and where do they go? Where do you think a fa a family, everyone else is being pretty quiet. And then a family with the loudest child of all time comes into this giant scam pool. Where do you think they go? Spots open everywhere, every corner. And then they come next to me, right next to me. And the guy is like, I don't even know how this, he dives, the dad dives under the water, comes up and spits water out. Water hits me in the face. And I'm like, sir, sir, even non-pandemic, could you not spit water in my face? And also, I don't know if you've heard, there is a pandemic, hence why there's a limited number of people in here. Maybe you spitting water in my face out of your mouth, not the best idea, you dumb dumb. I didn't even say anything to him. I just gave him a look. And I think he kind of realized he fucked up because he took his family away. <laughs> he took his family away as he should. And then there was, oh man, there was another group. There's a group of like rowdy, I don't know, 12-year-old boys. I couldn't blame them. I mean, everyone, dude, when you're a 12-year-old boy, I forgot how psycho you are. Because I, I heard these kids, you know, they're crazy. They're running around. And like every five minutes, they'll go, Esther Lifeguard, what time is it? And everyone in the pool, we all chuckled, ha, 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 ha. And then the lifeguard, he said, it's 4.45. And then we all chuckled, ha, ha, ha. You know, just a nice moment for all of us. Kind of funny. And then five minutes later, you hear, hey, Mr. Lifeguard, what time is it? And I go, okay, it's, you know, I think we, five minutes ago. I mean, you guys, I know you don't have watches. I don't think you even have anywhere to be. So let's check in a little less frequent, right? And then he goes, it's 4.50, and we all, you know, we sort of chuckle a little bit less this time. And then two minutes later, you hear, hey, mister, and I'm like, dude, is anyone going to say something? And people lost their mind. We all hit the limit at the same time. Even the lifeguard was like, hey, guys, it's not funny anymore. Don't burn the bit. You're driving the bit into the ground. They had a funny bit. You got to know when to step away. You got to know when the joke has worked and get out. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. You know how like um, when someone does a really good uh, dunk, slam dunk, and I, I like that that's, I, I said it in the whitest way possible. You know when someone does a slam dunk, what do you do? You dunk that shit and then you just walk away. You don't hang around and like, because it ruins it. So anyway, these kids beat this bit into the ground and uh, I mean, I don't know what I'm upset about here. It was, it was still relaxing, but yeah, there was just those little things. Oh yeah. I was just thinking, because there was a group of like these kids 
probably seven of them, 12 years old. And they're just, they're insane. And I couldn't even be mad because I was like, I thought back to all the, dude, like the hockey tournaments and stuff. Oh my God. If I could look back, because when you're, when you are that age, you don't realize it. You're like, I'm just having fun. But I, I couldn't only imagine. I don't know how the adults didn't lose their minds. You're dealing with like, we were insane. Some of the shit we would do in hotels, some of the shit putting, putting ice cubes in places that ice cubes shouldn't be in the hotel. Crazy, dude. Great. I'm a rebel. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm a rebel. Jesus. You know what I just realized? This just occurred to me. It's This is the Masters this weekend. Man, this shows... I don't know about you guys, but I find like it's so hard to you know, stay in track with, um, with sports right now just because of, yeah, you lose the, you know, the crowd, everything like that. And then I don't know when anything, it seems like all the sports change their timelines around too, but the masters is this, what the fuck, what am I doing recording this? I got to be watching it. I should be watching. Nope. But I have an obligation to the people. I can't let you guys down. Like I did their their first half this week, low key, but, um, okay. That's good. Then I got something to actually watch. Thank God. That's exciting. So nice to actually have a live sport. I told you guys that I'm watching Formula One now too, right? I'm watching F1. And it's funny, when you watch Formula One, just the way that it's... I mean, shout out, first of all, giant shout out to the cameramen. Those are the real heroes in that sport. Because they are moving those cameras so... I mean, I don't even know how to... You don't just shout out. They do it perfectly. They film these... They 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 zoom in, they zoom out. There's, there's got to be... Like that guy who sits on the corner where they all go around, he must just have to continually swivel in his chair. Guy's a pro, dude. And they, and they don't get enough props. Nobody ever gives cameramen props. And they're the real heroes of sporting events, especially golf. You know how hard it would be to watch golf if they didn't figure out like the best way to film it? Because it's not a really watchable sport on TV. You're watching a guy swing a club. You don't even see the ball until they came up with that tracer shit. Which actually works. It's not like, um, you know, back in the day, I heard. This was before my time. They used to put like a, a glowing ring on the puck so that Americans could see where it was. On the ice. Stupid. Stupid. You can't, oh, but then again, then again, if you look at old footage, like, dude, you know 340p? Think about the fact that regular sports used to be like on you. You would have the top of the line TV and it was like for probably... 15, 15 pixels. It's just shit. It's shit. And now we're spoiled because now we got four. Dude, now 8K is coming out. What is that going to look like? I get freaked out sometimes with 4K. If they have that fast frame rate where it looks like the person is in your living room. And now they're going to have 8K. I think 8K you can actually start seeing through people's skin. I don't know if I want it. So anyway, I started watching F1. And I never, this is just another twist and turn with COVID and all that shit. I never thought I would ever watch race car driving. If you asked me a year ago, what is probably the most boring sport to watch? I would, I, and I, I might even be one of those people that says it's not a sport. I might disrespect it like that and say, that's not a sport. And now, and it's only because of that Netflix series drive to survive. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. These guys are dime pieces. Everyone's got really good hair. They look like male models and they drive sports cars. Makes me have, it makes me have weird feelings. <laughs> Sometimes I get a tingly feeling when I watch them. I go, what is that? And it's awesome. 
And now I'm actually invested because you know the drivers, you know the backstory. But anyway, when you watch it, it's interesting because it doesn't really look like they're going that fast. Just because of like, I don't know, the way that it's, the way that it looks from a camera view, it just, they don't look, I mean, they're moving, of course. But then you saw, I saw a video of like, but they're going like, hold on a minute. Let me look this up. Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus. They're going 250, about 250 kilometers per hour. That is so fucking crazy. That is so insane in these little cars. These little cars. How demeaning is that? In their little race car. You go pretty fast in your little race car, yeah? You like to go around the corner? It makes me want to get into... You ever see something like that? Where suddenly it looks like the coolest thing ever and you're like, oh, I want to get into it. And then you remember, oh, I'm almost 30 years old. My window is closing. It's so funny. That's one of the funniest things with getting older. I got my 30th birthday coming up. And a lot of people have a crisis at 30. I don't feel it coming on yet. I don't feel it coming on yet, but I might. But that is one of the funny parts of getting older is that you just realize you, anytime you discover something new, you have to be like, is it too late? <laughs> like, I can't get into F1. You see videos, the way that they even get started is they do like that boxcar. Oh, no, they do go-kart racing. Dude, you <laughs> could you imagine? You imagine how fast my relationship would fall apart if I started go-kart racing? <laughs> Dude, first of all, if you... If you show up to a go-kart track and it's not for a 12-year-old's birthday, and if you show up at a go-kart track and you're alone, there should be police officers waiting. As soon as <laughs> as soon as you pay, you go to jail, you creep. You go to fucking jail. You're at a go-kart track. You know what's so funny too? When you're a kid and you go to like um go-kart parties like a birthday party and everyone's doing go-karting and you always look at the I always thought I would look at the guys that work there and I'm like this is the coolest job you could ever have if you asked me when I was a kid what I wanted to be I would have two answers for you no I'd have three one giraffe two comedian and three go-kart track I mean my dream job would have been to do stand-up comedy um on the weekend and then own a go-kart track during the weekday. Cause I just thought it's, I'm like, you get to be around. You don't have that concept of a kid of like what it is like to actually work at a thing versus participate in it. You just think like, Oh my God, go-karts. And these guys get to be around it all day. Oh my God. I would have a boner. I would have a permanent boner. The excitement. Right. And now you look at it and you're like, kind of sad. Kind of fucking sad. Like, no disrespect to anyone who works there. But it's for sure not anyone's first pick. And they have to deal with, like, just bratty kids coming in all the time. They got to deal with, like, I always thought the biggest pain of working at a go-kart track. And by the way, no one's talking about this shit. Okay? I know there's a million podcasts out there. No one's talking about the pros and cons of potentially working at a go-kart track. So stupid, but the the biggest pain must be like when somebody crashes. Remember how they have to like run over and dig you out. Meanwhile, they're trying to not get hit by these other go karts. 
what a pain. I remember one time we went for my birthday party and my sister, dude, my sister cried because she was so bad. I mean, she was so bad. The Literally, the guy, the guy there told us he's never seen anything like it. God, I hope she listens to this. I might call her. I might have to ask, talk to her about this because it reminds me. She was so, I'm talking like, like she, it's almost like her car was going backwards with how fast she was getting lapped by the whole field. Listen, it's one thing for the leader to lap you when the person in last place laps you three or four times. I mean, I don't even know why we let her on the track. I I guess we didn't know she was going to be that bad, dude. It was hilarious. And I could see like I would keep passing her. And every time I would pass, she would get more and more discouraged so then she would go slower. And I remember we we finished and, you know, everyone, everyone gets to do, I don't know, you get to do like 20 laps and she had done like six. (laughs) I mean, what do you do at that point? It's a lose-lose for her because she either keeps doing all of her laps and then she has to be alone on the track and have the shame of everyone watching you struggle through the last 14 laps by yourself which is embarrassing or finish early and then not get your full lappage i'm pretty sure she finished early and then just cried and she should she sucked she should cry and that's that's part of life is you find out you're not good at certain things you find out you're really bad at some stuff and then you cry after and you don't do it again but it's funny that is a funny concept though when you're a kid and you just think about like, yeah, you go anywhere and you're like, oh, I should work here because it's fun, right? Like a cruise ship. You're like, oh, I'd love to work on a cruise ship. That'd be so much fun. Dude, I I know uh, one of my buddies used to be an entertainer on a cruise ship. And uh, he's like, no, you don't like you don't get to hang out. It's You're not on the cruise. You have to entertain them. And then you go sleep in like the bowels of the ship. You're not like, you know, you, you have this perception in your head. It's like, oh, you get to do you know, fucking... Do your comedy at night, and then you get to walk around the ship, have some cocktails. It's like, no, dude. You're basically, you do your comedy. You have to do, when you're like a cruise ship comic, you have to do like something crazy. 20 shows a week or some shit. And then you just sleep in this windowless pit. I'm just making this up. But it might be true. In like a windowless pit. Then you got to see everyone else on vacation. But when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, yeah. Right? When you're a kid, you think um, being a mascot would be the coolest thing ever. Right? You're like, uh, you get to be Mickey Mouse? I want to be Mickey Mouse. You don't think about the shame of having to put that mascot head on every morning. You don't think about being hungover, knowing that you have to feel like shit and then go stand outside in the heat wearing a mouse head all day, not talk and take pictures with kids. You don't see the back end of that stuff. And that's what makes childhood so fun. That's, maybe that's a metaphor. Is that's what makes childhood so fun? Is you don't think about the inside of the mascot. But that's life. That's life, and that's what the that's what the moral of this episode is. Is you know what? We're all gonna die. <laughs> so think about that for Saturday, and have a great weekend. Of course, you know where I'll be, and you know where you'll be, and we'll be back here tomorrow to have some fun again. See you guys then. The Daily Podcast. Bye bye.